0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Drinkers Like You. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: I thought we already did a cocktail episode, guys. I know why we need to cover it again. Uh, Sorry, take two.
2: Sorry, did I leave, make a typo that I wasn't paying attention? No, Nope, I did. Okay.
1: I thought we already did a cocktail episode. I don't know why we need to cover it again. Also, why is there a six pack here? Wait, are we making cocktails with beer? Is that allowed? Well, we're going to find out, so get your floating spoons ready as we have a drink. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Justin Fraser.
0: I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price.
2: What was that, guys? You have, you have no idea how close we came to a Ron Burgundy situation. Yeah,
0: th- <laughs> things got rough. Uh, it's just the three of us, and when I say three of us, I mean Brittany's out now and Casey's back. Two, three
1: of us. <laughs> we can make it can the sky.
2: Okay, we both went to different verses. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone went their own ways on that one.
2: Uh, that's all right. That's all right. Casey's been gone a while. We'll 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 find a way to get her groove situated back, and then maybe next week we'll have a quorum. Mm-hmm.
0: Possibly. So, uh, Casey, what have you been up to for the past month? Month. month. <laughs> also uh,
2: sleeping. Like no. I, it, I was gonna say, it feels like we have a stranger in stream.
1: <laughs> right um so have been out on the road finally got back spent some time in um the west did some two weeks in salt lake city and then jumped over for a few days into denver for what, a little what? event
2: Why? why would you hit all the way to denver that doesn't seem it, very close
1: it was this little thing I, I you probably haven't heard of it it's it's great american beer festival <gasps> um no i had a few uh few places that i needed to stop for work while i was over there and so it just happens I, I swear i don't plan it like this it's just every single year it seems like i've got a work trip to salt lake or that area right around gabf he doesn't um, plan employers, it.
2: Your, your employers listen to the show i'm sure they they know at this point
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's i mean it just is nice serendipitous and uh hopped over did uh, bought tickets for two days um i highly suggest not doing that as <laughs> i made it through one and then tried to recover the next day and was not ready to jump back in drinking beer again um it's uh, so on a personal over for me and casey this is uh
2: after this is like after the night before of pax and you still have a convention to go to
1: yeah exactly so so you've had the pre-party um you just don't want to look at beer again uh, on the
2: bright side of that one, we didn't. Mm, you, yeah. on the
0: other hand, this time,
2: not so much. No,
1: no, well, not so much.
0: We'll talk more about that in news, because we've been putting off uh, talking about GABF until you got back, because you were our man on the ground at the <laughs> festival.
1: Uh, literally, by the end of the night, I was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, um, fun stuff there. Also um more good news so you all have known for a little bit and we we've kind of kept it semi-secret on the show but um we're expecting so <gasps> what
0: we are yeah. so throwing you a shower
1: expecting <laughs> you're
2: expecting what we're
1: expecting, expecting more cats show, right? um
2: you're, you're expecting uh, rain kittens. this is what i'm getting from cat kittens it's gonna rain fresh, cats and dogs
0: and a fresh a fresh brew
1: yeah, yeah. So uh I actually I just broke open the the wedding beer. It's been sitting around for 3 years now and it's finally started to get some carbonation to it after okay. 3 years. So <laughs> Oh, so you mean mine's safe to drink now? It is now. Yeah, you're good to go. Um uh, but no, we're expecting and uh even on top of that, we found out a few weeks ago it was twins. Oh, God. And we found out yesterday it was a boy and a girl, so we'll You're be done. expecting one of each. Yeah, I, I, like one pregnancy Uh-oh. done, I'm good to go, get snipped or whatever. So, um <laughs>
0: well, yeah. congratulations, Casey.
2: Yeah, thank Honestly, you. Honestly, I'm making jokes, but like, we're I'm, we're very excited for you.
1: I appreciate. it, Yeah, so we're we're about 15 weeks along right now, so we've we've still got a little ways to go, yeah. but I figured at this point, we're in the second trimester, it's a little safe for to to be able to kind of announce it and let everybody know and everything. So. Um, we'll be, I'm sure, getting getting into that process, and uh, I think Chris, you all had had part of that whole process
0: today. Yeah. Uh, so today, I think it's kind of tuckered Brittany out, and why she can't be on the stream is we had a like nine hour long all day uh, get ready to be a parent class <laughs> that leads you through the last uh, trimester and then the actual giving birth process. And all the joy of that. Watching all those great birth videos and getting to watch the video of a C-section in process. Did they,
2: did they teach up. you how to like deliver the baby in a taxi cab for when that inevitable emergency happens?
0: No, that is actually the story of my birth. Um, my dad's <laughs> like, no, you were almost had in the backseat of a cab. And I'm like, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know that wasn't in our neck of the woods because there are no such things as cabs there.
0: <laughs> it was in True. Lexington. So, uh, yeah, we went through and got to hear all about the wonderful uh, things that can go wrong while giving birth, as only old nurses can tell you from terrible <laughs> horror stories. And uh, it was
2: old, the old veterans.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, get ready. Baby's first poop will be black. Um, yeah. And they actually just showed it, and then it'll go from black all the way down uh, before they become, you know, regular poops. To being a, uh, a a yellow, seedy, seedy quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? And they just I showed had... a picture. And it looked like someone squeezed a thing of uh, of mustard into a diaper. And I was just like, that, oh.
2: No, no, that that checks out. Uh, have they told you about uh, the moment when the child tries to eat you in your sleep?
0: No, this has not been described, described yet. Uh, mm. When the child's fangs came in.
2: You know what? We will... Uh... We'll leave that uh, leave that joke to itself.
0: No, uh, yeah, we spent nine hours at the hospital, not in labor, but uh, practicing, practicing labor. That was that was a lot of fun, not really, but it kind of took it out of Brittany, and she's kind of uh, a little pooped, a little too exhausted right now, so she's taking oh, fair a pregnancy nap, or trying Could. to, until everything goes completely wrong and she has to get back up.
2: Uh, yeah, our, uh, sorry, like the, the, the early, like the poop part just reminded me like, oh yeah, no, my, I spent a lot of time with my niece during her first, or one of my nieces during their first few,
0: mm. you
2: know, months of existing.
0: <laughs> so. When getting used to that whole, you know, being alive thing.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, uh, I haven't been into a whole lot myself outside of uh, I was on uh, Fitz's stream. Uh, I had a lot of fun on it. One where it's just like, "Hey, what's it like making content?"
1: <laughs> to which I go,
2: "Weird," and a whole <laughs> lot of whole lot of imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the behind the music of Diamond Club.
0: Between the lines, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, I was I able, able to catch see every pieces of it. Print. But uh, we were actually moving some stuff out of the apartment that exact moment. I was in there and. When he was asking, like, "Oh, why wasn't Chris available?" and it's like, because I've got like five minutes that I can kind of sit in here and BS with you guys before I have to help move some things and then immediately get into bed. <laughs> and
2: that's what I was telling him. I was like, "Yeah, Chris, Chris has to be in bed at like twenty minutes ago." He's the <laughs> trooper talking right now. During the weeks but, uh, are not th- good times. Thank you, Media King Nine Hundred Nine, for reminding me of the name of the show because I'm a bad <laughs> human being. Uh, <laughs> But no, I actually had a blast on there. Uh, uh, it was a, a, a long winding talk, but it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, also, uh, I want to tell a real quick dumb story today of uh, me finding the last bottle of curmudgeon's Better Half in mm. Liquor Barn today. <laughs> the last bottle? The last bottle they had on the shelf. Oh. And I, I turn around, I see it, and I was planning on visiting Casey in person pretty soon, and I went... I sent him a text like, "Hey Casey, do you want this last bottle of corruption's better half?" And by the time I hit send on that text, I turned back around, and it's already gone. Oh! (laughs) And I just went, "Never mind. I'll just bring the bottle I have. We're gonna split (laughs) one."
0: (laughs) Ouch. Uh, Yeah, there's still plenty of bottles up here. Um, Cases of it sitting on the floor at Party Source and other. Oh Oh. wow.
2: They they I don't know if they just didn't get a whole lot in or maybe they just hadn't restocked but that, that that was gone.
0: So restocks might not have hit your area yet but they did happen. I know some places around here mm-hmm. that sold out and already got restocked. So it more may be coming, more may not be coming. Either way, I've still I bought two four packs of it. So I've stored some bottles. Hmm. I got I got you guys covered, don't worry. Uh, I got you, Bay. I got you, Bay. Don't <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you worry. Well, now.
2: I think it's time to move on to uh, to some announcements.
0: Yes, so uh, our next episode will be Saturday, October 20th at 9 p.m., roughly, give or take. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to be talking about bitters. So I think that's since, like, year one has been something on the list that we wanted to cover and has come up several mm. times uh, as a listener request.
2: So Manhattan we're... or old-fashioned is now all <laughs> I can think of.
0: So th- that'll be our welcoming Casey back after his uh, <laughs> break, because that's going to be a Casey heavy joint
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: on <sighs> bitters. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. I've actually got some some specialty flavored bitters up in my my cabinet right now. The mm. s-
0: mm. we'll, have to we'll see some, maybe what I can find. We'll have to spend uh, well, some no, never mind. Uh, we'll, getting uh, this. getting some primers from Casey on what we need to go buy to do some mixing. <sighs>
1: Oaxaca Mole. That's number one on the list.
0: I
2: don't think I want guacamole. I feel like that's a bad idea.
1: Chocolate and cinnamon. Mexican chocolate and
2: cinnamon. Oh, oh, okay. You weren't just trying to say guacamole in a weird way. You were
1: actually... Oaxaca.
2: (laughs) All right, That was
0: not a joke, by the way. That was legitimate (laughs) confusion on my part. (laughs) All right, well, we spent the pre-show catching Casey up on... uh... What Justin managed to do for us uh, during the winter movie draft, and let's or get to, or, or do to us or do to us. Uh. Let, let's get caught up on how we are actually doing.
2: Welcome to your movie draft minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of October eighth, two thousand eighteen. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. It's been a busy weekend so far, and there's all kinds of movement. Let's go to the scoreboard.
1: Teams Game Night and Have a Drink are all tied for last place. Team Bon Squads found some Goosebumps fans in the house to the tune of $4.8 million in fourth place. Team Movie Parties in third place with First Man and Bad Times at the El Royale combining for $8.7 million.
2: And Across the Chasm is second place, with Team Drunk Kids Gaming at $116.9 million. And in first place, with the Starsborn and Night Shoe combined for $128.7 million, it's Team Ritual mystery. That's right your movie draft minute. All totals are record as of October thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. I was already going to say Big Voice J is a goddamn American treasure,
0: but that. Oh <laughs> God! True. The joke continues. Uh, go over Ooh. to who? Scottus Swan was the one who did the stream for the actual draft.
2: Yeah, and and someone when they were setting up the 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 replacement, uh, got they they missed they They miss an L in night school
0: and now it's night
2: shoe night night shoe
0: (laughs) (laughs) and oh my god it continues and it makes me so happy so I gotta say um, yeah uh, we're still in last line and wait we're lying in wait, yeah, but I'm also rather afraid because our first movie is going to be Halloween, and we're not going to have any... like we, we could, We'll we can have a strong opening weekend because I don't think there's any other draft movies opening that weekend. I don't think there are any other wide releases opening the release weekend of Halloween.
2: Mm. Uh, Serenity.
0: Like I said, Serenity. no other major <laughs> wide releases. <laughs> major movies. Rele- <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Sting. But uh, uh, I don't think because... They're over a hundred hundred million already, and we've got some catching up to do, and we're not going to be doing any of that catching up till after Thanksgiving.
2: Well, I mean, Halloween could make some some decent money as it goes on, and it's going to keep going. Plus, it's got Halloween. It's got actual Halloween coming up, so
0: <laughs>
2: uh, it's it's the but, only
0: horror movie to be coming out anywhere near Halloween.
2: Yeah, unlike the the the, the Nazi zombie movie.
0: Yeah. So this and this one. <laughs> I still love that because it's they're just cutting off the last like eight Halloween movies. And they're like, no, one and two were it, and, and we're just picking right back up from there. <laughs> and it's Danny McBride who like wrote, produced, and directed this thing. Trying I, to
2: get trying to get that uh, uh key or peel. I forget which one it was.
0: And again, that that is Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down and Tropic Thunder. Going to put some. Gotta put some tiger bomb on this on this forest nuts.
2: <laughs> oh, tiger bombs. Uh Good
0: Venture Brothers right. reference. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but no, like we it's fine. Uh I <laughs> when uh, uh uh Bad Times at the L Ray and something else only get you like eight million dollars though, I'm like Ooh. Mm-hmm. Those are those are not your performing Again, movies.
0: We wanna see that movie. Knew it wasn't gonna gross dollar one. Yeah. All right. Let's get with some Casey about what was going on at GABF. <laughs> All right. Oh. We've got a nice little discussion here. So before we've been, we we've get- We've been holding on to this news. <laughs> we the
1: GABFers.
0: For like a month. And we're like, no, Casey will be back next week. And then something happens. And then we're like, Casey yep. will be back next week. And then something happens. It's like, look, Sweet. whenever he's back, we'll talk about GABF. So Great American Beer <laughs> Festival happened in Denver. Uh, we could lie and say, oh, yeah, we, we managed to send Casey out there for coverage. But uh, he had other reasons to be out there, but managed to slip in.
1: Those reasons were drinking. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, don't remember a whole lot. <laughs> but, no, we. I had a uh, had a good buddy that was out there supporting one of the local breweries uh, from here, and so I spent a little time at their booth, which was uh, like a booth at the end of one of the island caps. So it actually had a lot of traffic at it. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was doing really well. Um, I do not like the way that they set up JABF this year. So, so they,
2: I, I've never been. I how similar is it to like the Lexington Craft Food and Brews? Not thing? at all. I it's, mean, like like floor space wise. Like I'm trying to okay. paint a mental picture.
1: So the the biggest reason that it, it's probably a lot larger, but doesn't feel a ton larger, is that the booths are much closer together. So they'll do long strands of. Um, 15 booths on one side, 10, 15 booths on one side, and then right to the back of those, you got another 10 or 15 booths, and it's like long stretches of those. Okay. Um, What they did last year and many, many years before, so previous to that, um, you got by Regions. And okay. so you would go and you knew that this brewery was from the northwest and you would be able to go and drink in the northwest breweries.
2: Because it was in the northwest section of the
1: of the room. <laughs> I like to so, imagine that way. Uh, I would hope so. Uh, to some extent, I think I can't remember too well on on that one. But um, no, because the west was towards the back. So, uh, yeah, it's, they this were just a color
0: coded of... map that's just like, hey, all the northwest stuff's over here. All the southeast stuff's over here. Northeast yeah. stuff's over there.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that was pretty much the, the extent of it. Um, this year, they did alphabetical order.
0: Oh. So,
2: oh,
1: that's, yeah. alphabetical <laughs> is
2: kind of the worst way to do most things. <laughs>
1: um, you had to walk through everything in order to see what breweries you actually wanted to go to. So for me, being in the Midwest, I would have liked to have gone to mostly breweries that were in the West and Northeast, possibly the South, but... Um, but not in my own backyard. Yeah. Well, you couldn't do that this year. It was just sort of a um, you. You just had to go through and see everything. I understand why they did it. I don't like that they did it. Um, I'm sure they were getting the West Coast absolutely slammed, and nobody was even visiting the Midwest. But
2: yeah, okay. I can I can see that now that you mention it.
1: But those it breweries just... that it gave you no reason to go to the breweries that you had never heard of before. Yeah. You were just kind of walking through and oh there's there's fifteen breweries I've never heard of in a row it's not the same um but that was that was really my only and you i mean some of these big name breweries that would have huge lines that was a that was an an issue i guess last year too because you you'd have three or four huge lines right in the same section um
0: so yeah, the northeast one would have just been slammed with gigantic lines coming from Alchemist and Treehouse and all those guys. So,
1: don't think that they were there actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen Alchemist at the at GABF or uh, Treehouse. Allagash was there, but that was the only, really the only one that I saw um, from up and the I'd, northeast. I say,
2: yeah, I'd, I'd still want some Allagash. Allagash yeah. metal, but they they would yeah you'd be able to find them. They're in A's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. You would think, but then you start in the ones and number signs. Oh, uh,
2: Jesus.
1: Yeah, so no, it starts those in numbers. The end.
2: Those, aren't, those aren't even letters.
1: It was It was interesting. Um, Sam Calgione was there.
0: Oh. Yeah, we so got that. He, he texted us and was just like, Sam Calgione is pouring for dogfish. And it's like, go up there and get him to sign something.
2: <laughs> we were waiting on, like, report back that's like, like, we've become best friends now. Screw you guys. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that was I, – I would have made a fool of myself. Um,
2: and then – You mean so like I was... how I have every time I've spoken to anyone that I've respected? Exactly.
1: I've learned. <laughs> um, so uh, there was also an area with the Jameson cask uh, collection. Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah, because uh, in addition to uh, 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 B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings having their mm-hmm. section uh, – they they had the cask mate thing which is the the whiskey aged in further aged in uh, beer barrels
1: yep and so they gave these beer barrels that were or they gave these whiskey barrels from Jameson to some player close to 15 20 different distiller or breweries who then were charged with hey fill these up and then whenever you come to GABF you will serve them at our beer station which they had set up like a yard it had um, outdoor games. It had a really cool photo booth where you would be oh. able to jump and it would do like a 360 pano yeah. shot. Really cool stuff. Um, spent some money. They they have, they have spent some money there for sure. Uh, but it was a really cool little setup. Um, best finds? I, I don't even know what my best finds would be for the week because it was just sort of a... I noticed after about my 10th beer, I couldn't tell a difference.
0: <laughs> and so, so it's like any other beer fest. Yeah,
1: and, and so it really I, I kind of got a little jaded from from being there and being like, you know, there's not a ton of variety in, in a lot of the beers that they've got. There's not a ton new. I had a Brute um, that was really good, but everything that was kind of being served would be – New England or it would be a standard Western IPA or, or uh, a sour beer, tons of sours, but it was nothing really new and cool and modern. It was just sort of the same old, same old, um, and nothing of, I I didn't see a ton of the, uh, traditional styles. It was, everybody had the same two or three beers on tap and you were just trying the different styles of each beer. So I didn't like that as much. It was, it was really sort of a, a letdown. Mm. Now, um, the section in the middle that they call the yard, tons of fun. Uh, I went, you know, after I'd had a few and was good and liquored up, I was able to go and just kind of lay back in one of the lawn chairs and listen to one of the bands play. And they started playing covers of a guy who came originally from Paintsville, Kentucky, not so too they were far playing, from here.
0: they were playing Stapleton covers.
1: Yeah, and I had no idea, like, That's, the reach this... was that far. Oh yeah, no. Um, he's,
0: he's he's national. A, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's 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 kind of a big deal.
2: <laughs> yeah. As as my father would be remiss if I didn't say, uh, he's kin of mine. <laughs> yeah, and, and like distant and, cousin, but he he kin. Yeah.
1: About maybe maybe twenty miles away from from where most of us grew up. So it's yeah. kind of a weird thing to, to have these guys playing. And there was one more thing. Ah, it's been so long. Um, electric mandolin. That yeah. was that was something um, that was
2: you clearly have never worked enough uh, country shows.
1: So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a electric mandolin like you would expect. Okay, you just put a pickup on a mandolin. They had electric mandolin with then like synth stuff coming out of it as well, like FX mm. coming. Yeah, off no, he's probably like, got like a pedal or something yeah, nearby. And he's
0: like, yep. Didn't Matt have an electric mandolin? No, he had an electric violin, and he had yeah. just yeah. a regular mandolin. Yeah.
1: Okay. But yeah, really cool uh, music music kind of venue there. And then, of course, they do the past winners. Uh, that was a good section to go visit because they had last year's winters that came oh, and brought yeah. their beers back. Cool. And then they have uh, the pro-ams. So professional amateurs pair up, make a beer. And you could go around and pick up all the, the breweries that were semi-local to uh, to where we were from. And they had done a pro-am just for GABF. So that's kind of fun. Hmm, um, cool. What tried to go by and visit all of the Cincinnati brewers that were there, there were a ton. Um, Really good representation from Cincinnati, probably five or six from the general area. Yeah, and uh,
0: and, uh, uh, Ohio in general cleaned up. I think you had like 13 different breweries from Ohio uh, that meddled at GABF.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed, though. Very few, if any, actually had their brewer at the booth. So uh, or any representation whatsoever from the uh, from the brewery itself. It was usually not just,
2: like Sam Calgioni just standing it, there ready to go.
1: Exactly. Um, that's a big I mean, that's a big investment to, to throw your big guys there. Um,
0: well, so I can we were tell talking... you uh, that uh, Sam Adams did not have uh, their representation there. He was there the morning huh. before to do. Uh, an event with uh, their people, and then quickly had to tail it back to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, um, so he was there, and then was was pretty quickly out. But uh, but yeah, that was that was a quick in and out, I think, for him, which was kind of funny.
0: He had to be there at uh, ten a.m. at Oktoberfest, Cincinnati, to pound three liters in less than thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, national treasure that man, not. <laughs> Not as much as as say Big Voice Jay, but <laughs> close to if he ever close. stops
1: drinking, that's gonna be one heck of a hangover.
0: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> the cumulative hangover will
0: kill him. <laughs> so Casey, uh, talking about some uh, some good Cincinnati beers, let's talk about some uh, medalists here. Did you make yes, it so by did. the Brink Brewing booth because they raked it in at GABF?
1: Yeah, and I think they won uh, small brewery of the year or something like that. And small or uh, medium
0: brewer. Uh, at yeah, small. So yeah, they they brought in a bunch of medals. Uh, so they brought in a medal for Hold the Reins, their English style mild ale. Did you get a chance to try that one?
1: I do not believe I did. <laughs> I passed by Brink. Um, did not see any brewers there, so I no. didn't do a whole lot of of drinking on those most of the things i saw locally i thought oh i could probably get this back home because that's that's the tendency of what these brewers do is they bring in stuff they've got a lot of uh, yeah. it, with with the exception of sam adams which tapped Utopius. Oh. oh did you get some i'm guessing <laughs> no i didn't oh. it was it was one of the first things to go it was the longest line there because that was
0: yeah because it was you you utopias, utopias. yep so uh it will be hard for you to get a hold of anything from Brink, especially the beers they took there, because they held a special party now. where they tapped all that stuff. They do not can anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't distribute hardly anything. And if you we ever get a chance to take you down to the brewery, you'll see why, because it is teeny tiny. I <laughs> mean, it is maybe twice the size of our apartment. Like, the whole like building. That. Like, it is super small, and they are churning out some really good stuff. Uh, I made it down when uh, Tyler was in town last weekend. Uh, he did not. We did not manage to meet up over there. But while he was out at like Listerman and other places, I was out at Brink at their GABF party where they were celebrating their win and tapping all their beers that they took down there that meddled. But They've got some uh,
1: gorgeous equipment.
0: Oh yeah. I'm so their, it was stuff incredible to see Mad Tree Brewing, uh, metal with Happy Amber, which is one of their <laughs> oldest base beers that has been available in cans. Uh, it was actually, I think, one of the first canned beers brewed in Ohio, like a craft beer, because Madtree has the distinction of being the first craft beer or right, craft brewer canned in Ohio, and that was yeah. one of their first cans, and it's still <laughs> out there everywhere, and it brought home, I can't remember what. Uh, d- 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 yeah I don't have the exactly what they meddled with on this list but they managed to meddle with it and I'm like all right <laughs> but some other uh, other guys that meddled not talking locally here some uh, national level stuff that we tend to tend to talk about fat heads they always meddle with something uh midnight moonlight uh American style black ale they managed to meddle with that one and I was all really those surprised-
2: big all those medals giving them the big head the <laughs> fat
0: head mm-hmm. I was surprised to see this uh, from New Belgium, uh, the Dayblazer Easygoing Ale. You can get that thing. It comes in, like, Tall Boys, like, exclusively. Wait, who? which one was this? Dayblazer Easygoing sure. Ale from, from New Belgium. New Belgium. Oh, okay. Uh, that was in the Cream Ale category. A bunch of them in the Cream I, Ale category. So I don't you,
2: know if I've seen that one, but now I want it.
0: It's got a big, like, sun on it. And then 21st <laughs> Amendment's El Sully. That one seems to always meddle, like, every yeah, year. Does. Yeah, uh, Medaled in the cream ale category this year. Uh, you also had, uh, we were talking about in the news show, Widmer Brothers uh, meddled with their Hefeweizen in the American-style wheat beer with yeast. Allagash also talked about in our news episode this week, uh, they meddled with uh, the Allagash White, their Belgian-style wheat beer. You had Cigar City bringing home multiple medals. Uh, one for their Maduro Brown Ale. Uh, oh, that sounds yeah, and the, <laughs> it's just good. that name, it's just that name sounds yeah, good. it's in the, that was in the brown porter category, and they also meddled with their Guayabara, 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 right. uh, and the in the <laughs> international style pale ale. Uh, we also saw. I like this. We saw a couple of medals from Founders Brewing. Uh, their breakfast stout mm, uh, medaled in the coffee stout or porter category, and they also medaled uh, in the robust porter category for the Founders Porter. Uh, Bell's managed to get one in there with the Roundhouse uh, in the double. <laughs> Stuck a Roundhouse in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was in the double hoppy red ale. Of course, uh, it's going to kick you in the face. <laughs> Golden Road with litigation, Casey. <laughs> what, with litigation.
1: With litigation.
0: Golden Road Brewing, out of Los Angeles, uh, re, or yeah, pretty recently in the past couple of years, acquired by ABM Bev. Uh, metal uh, again. This is all blind taste testing, so even those who have been <laughs> bought out can still, if they're they can get a product in there, can still metal. It,
2: that's uh, that because yeah, so they get the product in there because yep. they limited all of Anheuser Busch's yes. stuff into just.
0: Yeah, so they uh, entered at least a couple of Golden Road because they got a, another one I left off of here, but uh, Get Up Off of That Brown was the name of Maybe it. you'll feel better. English-style brown ale. I just like the name of that one. We uh, So Firestone Walker came in with a couple. Uh, they had their Feral Brute Experimental Beer is the category that they meddled that one in.
2: I Okay, I'm getting real excited. I haven't had a brute yet. I'm getting
0: real excited for I've only one. had one Brut, and that was from Listerman, and I greatly enjoyed it, but it was it was heavily fruited. So I, I reserve judgment on Brut until I can have, you know, just a I good just, standalone. I just, I
2: just like the idea of
0: new styles in general. Uh-huh. Yeah, But also from the news episode. I mean, all these breweries keep coming up everywhere. Uh, so Russian River Brewing Company with their STS Pills uh, out of Santa Rosa, they meddled in the Keller Beer or Zwickel Beer. Uh, left Hand Brewing Company out of Longmont, Colorado. Uh, they managed to get one in there with their Sawtooth Ale.
2: You know what? I've had a lot from Left Hand. I feel like I've actually never had the Sawtooth.
0: I've seen it and just passed over it, and now I feel yeah. like I was doing myself a disservice. But it meddled That's... in the Ordinary or Special Bitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ordinary or special?
0: Yeah,
2: you want special? You want regular? It's best in all.
0: <laughs> and then another shout out to a local-ish one. Uh, this is going to be a Kentucky brewery against the grain. Managed to bring mm. home a medal for their seventy k amberana uh, wood aged uh, beer.
1: Cream ale, basically.
0: <laughs> cream ale, yeah. or not?
1: Not Sorry, not cream ale. Cream, uh, 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 sweet stout.
0: Sweet stout. No, yeah, cream stout. The seventy yep. k. Uh, but I that thought was...
2: 70k was the wood barrel aged strong
1: stout. Yeah, it is, but it's a it's a, actually a, a it's a milk stout is what oh. the Oh, base okay, okay. Is. Yep.
0: But that was in the wood and barrel aged strong stout category.
1: Uh,
2: against the grain, the only good thing I can think of off the top of my head out of Louisville.
0: Not 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 a lot of good coming out, uh, or I shouldn't say good, but uh, not a lot. <sighs> Of uh, national noteworthiness.
2: Maha- yeah. I, I was going to say like Muhammad Ali.
1: You get two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think. I didn't even mention this earlier, but we had a uh, beer festival. That was one of the reasons. I, I, of course, mm. the backdrop for those of you watching uh, has changed because I'm in a new new house. We've finally moved. Uh, that was the worst ever. And then we had a beer fest last Saturday that I was serving with, and so uh, one of the beers whether the the breweries that we were serving for was against the grain and they did really well at the beer fest how
0: much citra ass down did you pour
1: um so we did at our our stop we had probably a dozen beers um that two guys were pouring and so (laughs) out of all of those maybe 15 percent 20 percent was ass down just that one.
2: I want to go there. I want to go next year. Absolutely. Because, like, I, one, it's back home. I feel like I should. Oh, to that should, one, yeah. You know, try to take part in our our our, our <laughs> the
1: culture.
2: home fronts. You know, emerging beer interest.
1: Absolutely. I, I yeah, think you'll have more
0: reason maybe to go to one uh, back home next year. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, but I thought it was interesting to look at the collaboration winners. Uh, at Gabf, one mm-hmm. that uh, the one that kind of stuck out to me was the silver medal winner, uh, Firestone Walker Barrelworks mm-hmm. collaborating with Firestone Walker Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> they were collaborating with themselves and won a medal.
1: You know, <laughs> you know, when whatever you it takes
0: from your main. Uh, <laughs> that said,
2: no collaboration is better. And Cigar City, and then wherever else they collaborated oh, with. Oh, yeah,
1: Five
0: Rabbit, Cerviceria. Four. And Coco. Oh, I didn't realize that was a collaboration. It yep. was.
2: That's why we can't
0: get it anymore. Yeah, and they only did it They and did when it they... last year, and it was like a random Nitro. It was the worst.
2: Nit- well, I don't know about the worst, but it was. Okay,
1: Nitro was, it wasn't nitro what was you expected. Nitro was the wrong choice. Yeah. Always. Definitely, definitely go with traditional because it was sweeter. It had a better, fresher flavor without nitro.
0: All right. Well, we've rambled enough about GABF. Uh, Casey had a blast. Drink himself. Yeah. I don't. Think too much.
2: To ramble enough about G- GABF. Drink himself. <laughs> one stupid. year. One year. We need all of us to go, and then just talk for like three days about it. we
0: probably probably preferably
1: could. if we if we wait three days in between for the hangover to wear off, because there are no tickets. It's just as quickly as you can fill that glass. Oh, one ounce God, at a time. Dead. <laughs> What's All that?
0: That's right. it, just one, out of, one ounce at a time running through there. Yeah. God, I'll be dead. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I believe we actually have a topic. We're not that drunk. Keep We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're
1: not that drunk.
0: I need a refill I mean, so just I was gonna take say, it away
2: i was gonna say i'm in the middle of a science experiment for what i'm drinking so uh uh so let's we're talking about beer cocktails today i know it's been a while since the intro you've probably forgotten uh cocktails as we as we've discussed in the past can be an imprecise term you can say that it is a Simulating liquor composed of any kind of sugar, water, and bit, uh, uh s- sugar, water, and bitters. Voglery, voglery called the bit, a bittered sling. If that sounds familiar, that's from an old-timey quote that was pulled from our cocktail episode two years ago. Oh, God, that was two years ago. <laughs> oh, God. Uh Sorry. The, the pointlessness of my existence suddenly just kicked in. Uh, typically, the word cocktail is just used in place of uh, the words mixed drink uh, in casual dining restaurants around the world. Uh, that said, there's a long tradition of mixing alcohol and beer and other sort of ingredients to make new concoctions. And while they don't typically use bitters, hops are a bittering agent in beer. And Beer also has water in it. And it's alcoholic, so it does meet most of the requirements for a cocktail. Uh on its own way, kind of, maybe. However, it's generally accepted the term cocktail today refers to a a spirit and some kind of mixer. Uh, That said, as broad as that is, it used to be broader, and beer keeps finding its way into mixed drinks as the years have gone on. Uh, it's difficult to know when people started adding spirits into their brews. A the case could be made that the remnants of beer of uh, of a beer found in King Midas's tomb could be a cocktail. Uh, the a mixture of early beer, made, uh, a mixture of early beer, mead, and wine, uh, could fit into that looser definition of cocktail.
0: I mean, or it could have been the ancient king's cup.
1: Could have been. <laughs> the spit. It was a spit vessel
0: it's you know
2: we could argue that all we want but you know dogfish had put it out and they called it a beer so
0: <laughs> maybe midas lost a couple card games and was trying to get out of uh, finishing that cup off and and they said never nay play. nay you're you're taking it to the grave
2: never never play kings with dice um anyway uh, a more concrete reference uh uh to, to this style, uh, to this type of drink, uh, can be found back in the 18th and 19th century uh, uh, records in England and America. In this uh, in his book, Cocktails on Tap, the Art of Mixing Spirits and Beer, uh, John Greer talks about the rich history of adding spirits to ales. Uh, fun fact, during the research for this episode, uh, I ended up buying that book. It should be here Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, in looking through old uh, English and American books, Greer noticed that most beer cocktails relied on malty English-style ales that were prevalent in the late 19th century. Uh, Bars at the time simply didn't have the breadth of styles available today. In fact, before uh, railroads refrigeration, pubs brewed their own beer on site uh, and stored barrels in their cellars not exactly the meticulous, temperature-controlled way in which beer is handled today. Uh, The marginal quality, to say nothing of cleanliness, of the beer made it almost necessary to spike it uh, with spices or available liquors, like uh, rum or ginger beer, to improve the taste. Uh, There are also references uh, in the 1700s to a drink called The Pearl, P-U-R-L, which is a mixture of beer and Herbs or herbs, because in England they use the H. Uh, There's also the drink the flip, which is a mixture of beer, sugar, rum, and eggs, and it was served hot.
0: You have you have my attention.
2: (laughs) Really, because of the plant, I was like beer, sugar, rum. Okay, okay, fine. Eggs,
0: maybe served hot. I don't know. After our winter drinks episode, no. I'm kind of <laughs> okay, I'm touche. intrigued.
2: Okay, touche. Touche. There was also a drink. Uh, uh, the Flip, by the way, was very popular amongst uh, sailors. Uh, there was also a drink uh, which reached popularity uh, a little later than, than the Pearl or the Flip called the portari which uh, was porter, which uh, with sugar and nutmeg, Served on ice. Huh. I could, I could go for maybe that. Hmm. Uh, some early beer cocktails with their herbs and their sugar additions would actually look closer to some beers that are made today uh, rather than some cocktails. But that doesn't mean people stopped making drinks with beer.
0: Yeah, the way uh, the way sweet stouts are going, they're getting kind of kind of creative, a little. Yeah,
2: like as we're doing research, and I'm reading that, and I'm like, man, that's just like a. Dogfish head beer, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Today, the phrase beer cocktail brings up uh, some different images for different people. The true definition of cocktail means it contains a sort of distilled spirit with mixers, as we've already said. Uh, But we also believe that a beer cocktail can stand on its own with the addition of a spiritist liquor. And this is important. We'll get to that in a minute. For us today, we'll be going over spirits and beer mixtures, but we'll also be discussing other categories uh, and almost redefining the word cocktail altogether. For us today, cocktail will be a drink containing some sort of alcohol mixed with something else. Potentially another alcohol, which who doesn't want that? (laughs) Uh, Potentially something non-alcoholic, because, you know, not everything can have alcohol, Uh, but always something tasty. So let's start off with the half and half.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, right. The first style of beer cocktail we should look at uh, would be combining two beverages of sim- uh, similar to beer. The practice started in the 1600s in Great Britain, where patrons would order blended beers from two types. The practice uh, may have been started to blend old beer and young beer, so they could enjoy funky old as well as uh, the sweeter, fresh uh, beer in a balance. One second.
0: Hmm.
2: Ah, sorry, i was getting thirsty. <laughs> uh, this also gave rise to the combination of dark and light beers, uh, like the half and half, where Guinness would be layered on top of a pale ale. This drink is sometimes referred to as a black and tan, but never in Ireland, where it's considered derogatory, referring to various military to a specific military group. It's just not done.
0: I was told a story recently of, uh, from a friend who had a sibling that was on study abroad in Ireland. And, oh, no. Uh, no, uh, someone walked up to a bar, this is one of their last days, and ordered an Irish car bomb. Oh. They were not so politely asked to leave the pub. Yeah. Except for the one that had just walked up to the bar, ordered a Guinness, shut up, and was drinking their Guinness.
2: I <laughs> just sat there quietly, going, "I'm going to ask hmm. you to leave and all of your friends." Except, what about him? Now he's cool. Yeah, he
0: the did one this correctly. The one who did it correctly was not asked to leave. All the others were.
2: <sighs> well, uh, Guinness is a has a much lighter density than a pale ale, so it tends to float. Uh, and a layer to the top. And from a drink that seems to defy nature. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times people keep telling me that, like, oh, no, it's... Guinness is so heavy that it's gonna just... <laughs> no.
0: Also, really... to do one properly, you gotta, like, you've gotta bend a spoon backwards to pour it in on it so that it really gets that separation and...
2: You know, even bartending... Floating is always my... It was always my least favorite thing to do. Like, I... I I know the... The aesthetic appeal.
0: It's
2: a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I've been do, trying it all night to no success. Uh... Although the half and half usually refers to Guinness and Pale Ale, there are many other beer cocktails using this basic recipe. After the lager became popular, a half and half could also be used to refer to Guinness over harp lager. Uh, they also give a couple of the. Uh, we also have a few other favorites here. We could talk about the black and black, a combination of Guinness over Guinness extra stout. <laughs> that's, Why
0: not? That's a good I, one. You know what? Yeah. Makes. I'm makes. Down. Makes Guinness drinkable.
2: <laughs> uh, Guinness is perfectly drinkable. You're just... Anyway, a black and blue. Guinness poured over a number of brands that with blue in the name. Blue Moon, PBR, Labatt Blue, or even a Blueberry Ale. That sounds terrible. Yeah, no, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say no. Ale. Maybe the Blueberry Ale, but a Blue Moon?
0: I was going to say a <laughs> black and blue, would that be a basically a boiler maker that's done with Guinness and, uh, Johnny Walker Johnny Blue Wa- Label. Blue?
2: <laughs> that's That seems a very expensive Boilermaker. Yeah, maker. it's
0: like a $200 bottle of scotch that you're gonna be dropping shots in, so, no.
2: <laughs> hey, maybe if you have infinite money. Uh, there's also the Black and Brown, which is a Guinness over Newcastle
1: Brown. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I knew you. I would get that reaction. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: I was like, wait for it. Here's Chris. Mm-mm. Uh, Okay, black and red which is uh comes from the islands uh with Guinness over red stripe. No, I'm, I'm no. not re- not reading that in the accent.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh reading look, just reading I- it with the accent and just making one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah, no, they ship red stripe out. They don't want it. Uh, <laughs> black velvet is guinness combined with champagne or if you're in a pinch cider Mm. spoilers uh a snake bite a friend of ours uh uh, perennial favorite would be cider combined with pale ale or lager Uh. and oh no this can't be real oh this casey is that real it's real Oh. The Snoop dog is Guinness over
0: malt liquor. Yep. Oh, what is? Uh. I need a Guinness <laughs> over OE Old English. <laughs>
2: Guinness, Guinness over uh, DKML, Chris.
0: Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, That's you. You could probably still find you. I know you can still find bombers of DKML, so you could try it. Oh man.
2: Beer cocktails like these are especially easy for pubs to make. They contain nothing more than beers on tap and can add a lot of variety to pubs that tend to serve the same brands and same styles every day. If a pub wants to take it a step further, you can add some non-alcoholic ingredients to really change up the way people drink.
0: Look, let's be honest. Anyone who tried to say, sell any DKML is still sitting on cases of the stuff. <laughs> They've got plenty around.
2: Well, the reason this type of drink took off, at least in the modern era, probably has something to do with alcohol laws. Many bars would only sell, uh, would only serve uh, uh, beer and wine, sometimes just beer. There is uh, usually a special type of license and special rules to serve hard liquor. So bars eager to offer a craft cocktail with only a few alcohol, uh, only a few alcohols, will be able to serve beer cocktails. The oldest of these type of cocktails may be the Berliner Weiss. Mm. This beer was also uh, was brewed so it would contain a light amount of alcohol and be very tart. Breweries and pubs would add in a f- uh, would add in a flavored syrup to cut the sourness and also add a type of Alka-pop type of drink. Uh fruity flavored raspberry and herbaceous woodruff syrups were the most popular. With only about 3% ABV, these drinks were great for the kids.
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I was giving I can't remember who it was. I want to crash course about that how uh <clears throat> with these styles of beers were like they're being brewed craft wise stateside with all the fruits and everything added to it when it's like, well, mm-hmm. traditionally they were going for the same flavors, but they were just adding the syrups later. Yeah. I like than... the
1: secondary syrups. Cause you only have to brew one, but you can get three, four, five different beers at the end of it.
0: Yeah. You're just adding the syrup to it. But for some mm-hmm. reason in modern craft, we're trying to brew it with all the fruit to elicit those kind of flavors straight from the beer without adding the syrups. And it's just, yeah. It's making it more complicated because you have people who don't know how to brew the fresh fruit in it and you're just making little bombs out of all of it.
2: Making essentially uh, dangerous uh, uh, BMDs, beers of mass destruction. Yeah,
0: pretty much. When someone's at a line share and goes to open one of your beers and then people around them see it and then hit the deck, there's a problem. <laughs> hit the dirt! <laughs> <laughs> Today, modern mixologists uh, have a plethora of new and interesting flavors from around the world to create their cocktails. Many popular drinks that used champagne as the alcohol could be replaced with lager. Uh, champagan. Champagne. The MS, what is this? Bellini. Bellini, that's what I was going to say. All right. I guessed correctly.
2: The, The number of times I was asked to make a Bellini, and I just stopped, looked around, and I went, all right, give me some stuff. I'm going to p- toss it in a blender and hope they're happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the Bellini and Mimosa are probably the most common, uh, but breakfast beer cocktails don't stop there, as the Bloody Mary can be made with beer also. And it can, ha-
2: but it's a waste of good beer to pour it into something gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and has been named uh, the Michelada. Sure. Yeah. If- Guess this is as good as mine. I'm guessing that'd be a Michelob Ultra in a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to take it one step further, the addition of clam juice can create oh. a mighty disgusting Clamato. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely gross. Uh, both of these drinks are packaged and sold by Bud Light brand. I'm pretty sure Casey had, uh, had one. The Clamato.
1: Yeah. Never again.
0: And I said, Just I would never forget, never again. And I said, I would drink one if crazy rich Asian, Asians passed what like a mark that it obviously, yeah, did it not, was like
1: 300 billion or something like that. But if, it
0: got to like 140, 150, I think. If it brought us back for the win, pretty much, yeah. And it, it did not, it, we ended up getting back to second place, but we did mm-hmm. not win in the movie draft. Crazy. The mixer of booze ratios changes with these types of drinks, so they tend to come out thinner and less flavored uh, by the mixer than their full alcohol cousins. This is due to the ratio of alcoholic liquid added to the make, uh, added to make the cocktail. In a 12-ounce Bloody uh, Mary, you may need to add uh, 1.5 ounces of vodka and the rest Bloody Mary mix. But for the same size glass, you may need to add 8 ounces of beer, this waters down the cocktail mixers. Even then, the two drinks will not have the same amount of alcohol. Bartenders have uh, offset this by keeping the beer at the traditional 12-ounce size and adding just a few ounces of highly flavored mixers to change the character of the drink completely. The French Monaco... Monaco? Monaco. That's
2: uh, the country.
0: Yeah. is a classic <laughs> beer cocktail cocktail where you add an ounce or two of pomegranate syrup and two ounces of lemonade to a lager beer. Yeah, that is really a a cheap way to class up some of your uh, terrible beers. (laughs) Many brewers have now started making pre-bottled versions of a classic combo, beer and lemonade. This combination, called a Shandy, gives beer some sweetness and more of a soft drink taste while also allowing the softer beer notes to come through standard mixes uh, came anywhere from a quarter lemonade to nearly half as lemonade uh, so yeah that's uh, you're gonna see line and kugel very guilty of all of that mm-hmm. yep and uh, I'm, I'm still really interested to do uh, an episode about line and kugel because when we did the cores episode digging back in the history there that's when uh, it really came heavy like it all started back uh, when you looked at the old names and Leinen Kugel's one of those names from like the mid 1800s in Bavaria, yeah, coming out. And I'm just like, how did they go from being one of the original names in brewing to now being associated with a shandy?
2: You know,
1: don't always win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't isn't lemonade in the Rhine?
1: No, no, you don't.
0: What was the, the thing from Batman? Uh, live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Yeah. That's... <laughs> uh When looking at beer cocktails, we collectively stumble upon a book devoted uh, to the subject called On Tap, The Art of Mixing Spirits and Beer. Uh, the book they mention, uh, seven styles of cocktails that use beer in a number of ways. These seven styles are cocktails in the original sense that they contain a spirit, but these also use beer to supplement the flavors of the drinks. So let's dig in here. So we have prepared beers and prepared beers. Beer is still the main ingredient. Uh, it's most like a dressed-up beer, and many times these contain shots of liquor. Like shot, to think of shot,
2: shot, shots.
0: <laughs> like to think of these as beer with something extra added at service. Uh, the most basic example may be the Boilermaker, where a single shot is dropped into a full glass of beer. If you wanted to get a fancy Boilermaker, the drinker may mix a couple shots, like Bailey's Irish Cream and Jameson, to drop in a Guinness beer and create a Northern Ireland Boilermaker. I, I see what they did there.
1: <laughs> I, changed, yeah. I changed it
0: a little. Yeah. Uh,
2: I will say, when I hear Boilermaker, I cannot stop thinking of the first Thor
0: movie That's uh, all though. I think yeah. of is Thor when they're Just out. Chung. Delicious! He drank, he fought, he made his ancestors proud. Proud.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> uh,
2: but, yeah, like... I don't think I've actually had a tr- traditional Boilermaker. I, I have had uh, the... the uh, I've had the Irish bomb. Uh, no, that's still the northern ireland boil the northern ireland
0: boilermaker i like that better
2: yeah the the sorry bomb has become just the standard for dropping something into it as well (laughs) jaeger bombs Mm, man i i didn't realize until recently how how heavy jaeger comes into halloween marketing oh oh yeah it's been like popping up more and more for me i'm like Oh yeah, that's right. They're like, this is this is our time to shine, baby. Pretty sure
0: Jaeger makes <laughs> their nut at Halloween. And it's that's time when, to that, at the lead up to Halloween's when they sell more of those uh, the little cooling machines where you can like stick multiple bottles in the top <laughs> yeah. of it to dispense what you need. It's
2: time to uh, time to get cough syrup to the masses.
0: Oh man, mm. I don't think you that ever had Jaeger any of my my Jaeger bombs. Uh, yeah, they're just they're literally half and half. <laughs> you take an it's eight ounce. Bomb. That's you take an eight ounce glass, and it's basically four ounces of Jägermeister and maybe two or three ounces of Red Bull splashed on the top, Ugh. and enjoy. <laughs> All right, beer topped cocktails. Uh, Many cocktails are great and can stand alone. In the case of the Long Island iced tea, the drink is just topped with cola and a little sour mix in order to give it the distinct color. These mm-hmm. toppings can be substituted for beer Mm, in order to change the flavor and also up the alcohol content slightly look you don't need to be upping the Long Island iced tea (laughs) alcohol content
2: I mean you don't that said like replacing sour mix for beer
0: I'd be down for that depends on the beer yeah. One of the best uses for beer in this way is to cut the sweetness of a drink. Sometimes when a lot of highly uh, sugary fruit juices or syrups are used, the drink becomes too sweet to drink in multiples. Beer helps remedy this problem. Uh, the, It'll fix you real good. <laughs> the, Bal- the Baltimore Zoo is a great example of a drink that benefits from the beer topper. So I can't hear the
2: word Baltimore Zoo without thinking of like one of the first nights of drinking I ever had. And Casey is there with one of those. We're like, why is there a small glass of beer on the very top of this very tall drink?
1: (laughs) You got a uh, you got a like a Brutus size. Like, I don't know what those were. Probably 20 ounce beer mugs.
2: Well, it was like it was long and thin. It was like a Pilsner style thing, I remember. But like on top was a like a snifter of beer.
1: Yep, like maybe two ounces of beer on top.
2: And I remember us all going, what do you do
1: with that? Do you take it as a
0: shot? Do you pour it in? How does this work? Well, the Baltimore Zoo starts similarly uh, to the Long Island Iced Tea with a half ounce uh, each of tequila, gin, vodka, rum, and triple sec in a 16 ounce glass. (laughs) Then... Add ice and three ounces of grenadine syrup. Fill about 85% of the rest of the way with orange juice. As you can see, this drink would be extremely sweet. But then it's topped the rest of the way with a lager beer that helps to dilute the sugar in the drink. Uh, Beer incorporated cocktails. For beer incorporated cocktails, beer is used as an ingredient. Sounds like a company. Yeah. Beer Beer incorporated. incorporated. (laughs) Or...
2: Or a a terrifying gang back in the the 50s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and these beers used as an ingredient that flavors the drink in its own regard and is not uh, used as a reducing agent. Today's modern and highly flavored beers make great additions to classic drinks. Extra bitter IPAs, uh, sour beers, and even malty stouts can add a hint of flavor in small amounts that doesn't overpower the drink but also allows the nuances of the beer to just peek through. Uh, They are used like spices in the cabinet where a little can go a long way. One great example (laughs) of this cocktail is the Mai Tai IPA, which combines the classic Hmm. Mai Tai drink with a small hint of bitterness from an ounce or two of IPA. That could be delicious. That could be pretty good, actually. (laughs) I wish I I had drank to style. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think the
1: difference between the beer topped and the beer incorporated not only in the fact that you put it on top versus putting it throughout the beer but yeah. is that you use in a beer topped you use beer to weaken the flavor of the drink while the beer incorporated is used as a uh, an accent
0: to mm. the drink yeah it's like an accent or a compliment like it's really in there to help it as rather yep. than makes it
1: taste taste more towards the beer flavor rather than um less of the previous flavor it had i'm very um,
0: much more towards that end of this so beer flips the beer flip is a uh peak back in history when the base beers were not as clean or tasty as they are today (laughs) the flip Hmm. cocktail uses some sort of liquor usually rum or sometimes eggs to offset uh, some of the more foul flavors in the beers, of you know,
2: history. I was I was initially very negative on the idea of eggs, but now I'm remembering uh, that <laughs> that Modern Rogue episode with the whiskey sour where they use yeah. eggs.
0: and I still remember when we watched that or uh, we showed it to Casey, and he immediately was like, "I have all this," and he wanders off <laughs> in the kitchen and comes back with expertly. See, prepared. I wasn't
2: there that night, and now I'm sad.
0: They were delicious, is all I'm going to say. Uh, the I feel com- like the alcohol
1: can kill salmonella.
0: <laughs> exactly, Salmonella Fitzgerald.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the combo
0: was then heated uh, to make it not only a tastier drink, but also fortifying uh, in the winter. Sometimes with a hot poker. <laughs> yeah. A stout flip may contain a whole egg, a couple ounces of stout beer, And an ounce of bourbon or rum, well, with a little sugar for taste. That's that's a man's drink right there. (laughs) Wow. The drink may be heated in a saucepan just a little until steaming, but also to make sure the egg is whisked enough not to create uh, beer egg drop soup. (laughs) Delicious, hearty beer egg drop soup.
1: Indeed, it can get a little messy there. Well, moving on from the flips, you can move into cocktails with beer syrups. So beer, even when fermented, will contain some residual sugars. If you were to boil it down, it would evaporate the water and the alcohol, and concentrate the sugars, but also flavor uh, the flavors that are in the beer. One of the things to be careful with is that the, as the concentration of the sugar increases, it will also increase the bitterness and something like an IPA syrup, with, which has just a slightly elevated bitterness there, can have a ton of bitterness and tastes like a hop concentrate when you get it boiled down. Stout and ales make great syrups, however, as they are fruity and floral, and uh, you get that from the yeasts. So. They are also naturally higher in residual levels of sugar. A great example of a beer syrup cocktail would be the traditional old-fashioned, but instead of using bitters, boil down a stout or fruity ale to make the concentrated syrup, then add a few drops to the drink. I tried doing this as my drink of choice for tonight, because I was going to do an old-fashioned with a... um, Originally, it was going to be a from... Burial, they're lactose, cocoa, something stout, and it boiled over on the stove, so I said, forget (laughs) it, I'm not doing that, and went over to a different drink. Uh, Beer Punches. So sometimes one beer isn't enough, especially when you're hosting a large party. If that's the case, the host may be interested in making a punch bowl go further and adding beer. A couple of light beers added to a large punch bowl filled with syrups, juices, and liquors will not only stretch the contents, but also help round out the flavor in the punch. Not to mention helping to keep people sober longer. A very simple example may be to combine a bottle of tequila with a jug or two of orange juice and half a cup of grenadine syrup. To this, it may be nice to add a fruit-flavored ale or even a fruited sour beer to help round out the drink. Hot beer drinks. Mm. So this is the last one of them. While the flip cocktail, we've talked about that specifically, usually contained an additional shot of liquor or an egg, hot beer drinks may just contain hot beer and spices. The idea of having a beer drink as hot as blood, quote, was intended to help stave off the harsh winters and even some ailments. Some Christmas or fall beers may actually do well heated to their own, um, with a uh, to, heated on their own with a stick of cinnamon or maybe even a dusting of nutmeg. So there's the seven styles of beer cocktails that are out there. Now, if you wanted to make your own modern beer cocktail, you could uh, follow the punch drink article. On uh, on their website and do some DIY drink suggestions. Um, this article mentions how to set some of the guidelines that you would be following to make your own beer cocktail. It gives you some options um, rather than just doing Boilermakers and the various bombs, which are very common with mixing spirits and beers. So, if you were using an IPA, IPA drinks tend to offer boldness in every direction with intense hoppy bitterness and fragrance, citrus herbal flavors. You should pair an IPA with spirits and other ingredients that pack that very similar punch, and they won't be overpowered by the beer. Spirits that complement the bitterness will also work well. Something very similar to um, maybe the bitters and aromatic spirits like a pisco, an amaro, a mezcal, blanco, tequila, orange, or cherry liqueurs, and of course, Campari. You'll just be increasing that bitterness there. Maybe you want to try something like the Detroiter as a, a drink of choice. But you could go with maybe a stout. So it's very deep, rich, malty. They're superbly uh, paired with uh, spirits that have been aged in barrels. They also should have a toasty and caramelly note on the side. So stouts go well with spice flavors. Um Found kind of in old rums and Amaro. That, that matches up well. You can mix it with rye whiskey, bourbon whiskey, aged rum, brandy, mezcal, and Amaro. Um, you could try maybe a black velvet, especially uh, made with a stout. That would be a really good drink there. Um, also, something uh, like the stout flip would, of course, go with the stout. Wheat beers would be uh, a little bit more um, on the line of that fruity flavor. So bartenders, it's not really uncommon for them to garnish wheat beers with a wedge of lemon or orange. And the principle kind of extends to beers and cocktails, too. They'll work with spirits that are elevated by citrus. So you can mix it with gin, Blanco tequila, white rum, Genever, which is another type of gin, Pisco, uh, Campari, and orange liqueurs. You could try something like... um, uh, rustic pims cup so i've had the pims cup before the rustic pims cup is changed just a little bit so that instead of doing your traditional pims and and some sort of mixer there you'd add some lemon juice lime juice some cucumber syrup and then ginger beer or wheat beer splash of seltzer in there slice of cucumber and lemon wheel on the side as a garnish now Saisons and Sours. Here you get into some really heavy flavors. They're more aggressively flavored. Um, the sour wild oils can lend perceivably to the acidity of the drink, but often need sweetness to kind of counter the dryness that is characteristic of the style. While Saisons play nice with lighter drinks, they rely on citrus and herbal flavors. For richer and more fruit-forward fi- fruit forward styles of beer, um, like a crack or a, a Flanders style, so Creek is a, a cherry style or a Flanders style red elm. Um, look for heavier ingredients like bourbon, sweet vermouth, and aromatized wines. So your your fortified wines there um, to balance those out. You can mix it though with gin, mezcal, bourbon, um, in the in the sense of that cherry, that that cherry beer and bourbon would go really well together. Yeah, I was um, gonna say
2: like that. That sounds
1: yeah. So what's pretty good. What goes into a Manhattan? You've got vermouth and bourbon, or technically rye whiskey, but bourbon, vermouth, and is that it? And uh, you garnish for, with a cherry
2: for Manhattan. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you garnish with a cherry. So think of doing it if you if you and maybe some bitters in there. I think so. If you you brought it down and said yeah, um... it's
2: it's it's uh, bitters, uh, bourbon, and and a cherry. That's why I was joking earlier when we were talking about our next one's going to be bitters. It's like.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. So you could you could pull that um, you could pull that crack down and add that into the bourbon and really get some of that cherry flavor coming through if you did it like a Manhattan. Um, One thing to think about, we didn't mention it through the rest of this. One thing to think about is you don't necessarily want to shake beer (laughs) as you're making a cocktail. Beer is a stirred ingredient, and so either you want to top it over your drink after you shake it, or don't even worry about shaking it. Um, usually, you shake fruit juices and everything else you don't shake, just as a rule of thumb. Yeah. But yeah, let us know what your um, your favorite beer cocktails are. Um, just uh, you can you can probably. Hook us up and and check online for our information. I know we'll talk about it here in just a little bit to uh, post that to our social media accounts.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it should be pretty, pretty interesting. I, I'm I, a lot of these. I I, I like the idea of uh, I don't know some experimenting is probably going to go on.
1: <laughs> so Bob, talk about some of the experimenting you've done today, or I guess is there a bumper.
0: I believe we actually do have a bumper for this particular...
1: Drink with me, friend.
0: And I actually... Wait, give me two seconds. I was last second trying to find a thing to play for what Bob is drinking. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, take your time. It's al- fine. Unless uh, he I've been... changed it up on me.
2: No, no, no. I've been doing an experiment. Uh, you can... I... Uh, I've been trying one of these. I've been drinking to stop. I've been trying one of these. The these... same
0: thing that's been stuck in both of our heads.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been trying one of these for a bit in now, and uh,
0: town they call
2: Brockton, there
0: we go. A trader was born, born. and many an hour of no. sweet happiness mm-hmm. I spent in, in that neat little town. town. Then bad misfortune born. befell me. And cause me to stray from the land.
1: Far away from my friends and companions yeah. to
0: fold the velvet band. Yeah, I couldn't help it.
2: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, i I appreciate that. I was trying to trying to keep that going while we uh while we were talking. But yeah, uh I've been doing uh blank velvets. Uh which are uh Pretty fun. Uh, instead of doing champagne, though, because I'm cheap, I decided instead to do uh, to do uh, um, cider instead. Sure. Uh, but I thought I would try doing a uh, doing an experiment. So I grabbed three different stouts. Ooh. And I grabbed three different ciders. And I just kind of mix them together to see see how it turned out. So first up, what I was drinking at the start of the show was uh, a left-hand nitro for the stout. And a uh, 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 Smith & Forge cider for, obviously, the cider. Uh, and that one was probably the least remarkable of any of them that I had. Uh, then, uh, next up, I like it, it had a coffee with some, uh, it's pretty sweet, like obviously from the cider and, uh, I had a bit of a like, coffee flavor, but, uh, also can't taste kind of date date like as well. Mm. And then, uh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, there's not much else to it. Uh, and then, uh, then I tried one that was Wood Creek. I'm sorry, Wooden Cask. Sorry, my handwriting, oh, is, atro- yeah. my handwriting is atrocious. Oh, yeah. My handwriting's atrocious. So, <laughs> I had, a Wooden Cask and, uh, uh, uh Rheingeist. I thought I should pair <laughs> nearby breweries together.
1: Cincy and Cincy, yeah. Or, well, Newport, I guess, and Cincy.
2: Yeah. So we had uh that one had I don't know I might have gotten the combination wrong cuz I was trying to pour the the wooden cask very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it came out a bit drier. I uh, probably didn't put as much wooden cask as I would have would have liked in there. But I used wooden cask wooden casks uh Reformation Scottish stout. Mm. Which uh yeah. Uh it it one I like that beer to start with. <laughs> Uh, but this one uh, was a bit, a bit roastier. Uh, it had, it did have some like kind of uh, oaky characters to it. So it, it, it had a little bit more uniqueness to it. I was, I was pretty excited with it. Uh, and then the last one is what I've got right here. And I got a lot of it. I used uh Bell's double cream stout and uh, gumption. Hmm. Ah. Oddly enough, as I just took a little sip of it again, you can taste the gumption.
0: <laughs> Plenty of gumption. <laughs>
2: ba- no, like barely. Like, because uh, gumption is that you know very cidery, but it's like underneath all of this like roasted, like creamy. Uh, uh, I-, I wrote down like a dark marshmallow is kind Ooh. of the, the the kind of flavor I get off of it. Uh, it's not as dry as the other one, but it's still probably more dry than the first one. Uh, but since I had all that that because you know I'm pouring like half glasses into half glasses, <laughs> I have a king's cup here. Oh, Uh, that's a liter that
0: is a full liter
2: look I'm pouring half and half into these and then I've got three beers
0: let's
1: let's see what this tastes like
0: oh oh, no
1: for good fortune never comes here's two. whatever comes
2: (laughs) not great cotton (laughs) No. (laughs) no it's 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 the balances are all wrong in that that's
0: yeah. You
2: got nitros
0: with non-nitros and just terrible. It's just, it's just, no.
2: No, no. That was a bad idea. Uh, I don't have any beer advocate scores for any of this. I don't know how alcoholic all this stuff is. So it's a weird how, what I've been drinking, but
1: this was for science. For science, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I need a better drink
0: to get uh, that out of my mouth.
1: There you go. How about you, Chris?
0: Alright, well, I was not drinking the style. Gasp. Uh... <laughs> So I was actually working on some badges uh, during the new show. I was drinking a Two-Hearted from Bell's, and during the beginning of this episode, I was drinking a Bell's Best Brown Ale. And indeed, I did earn the uh, Bell's Fall Badge from Untapped. Oh, yeah. So nice. uh, that was a Bell's Best Brown from Bell's Brewing. The Brown Ale. <laughs> <You could've laughs>
1: in case the case the name two doesn't, beers together.
0: In case the name doesn't tell you. Uh, it's 5.8% uh, ABV, and I couldn't find the IBUs anywhere. They're going to be there somewhere. Uh, Beer Advocate score of 3.83. It's kind of lost a little bit of its notoriety over the years. Uh, the brewer's description, a smooth, toasty brown ale. Bell's uh, best brown ale is a mainstay in our fall lineup with hints of caramel and uh, cacao, the malt body cacao. cacao. don't really get that in it, but uh, the malt body has a depth to stand up to cool weather, but does not come across as heavy. This balancing act is aided by the generous use of American hops. Still good? Generous. I like it. Uh, it, It's it's a good uh, seasonal. I like one a season, and then I'm good. (laughs) But also, uh, after that, I I had to get into uh, a little bit of what Tyler brought us down from Maine so so, uh, he brought us some of his local brewery's brews uh, from a little little brewery that some people may have heard of, I I believe this, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Bissell Brothers Brewing Company Hmm.
2: you son of a bitch
0: (laughs) so I was drinking a little bit of the Substance Ale Uh, comes in at 6.6% ABV Uh, And a Beer Advocate score of 4.32. So, Mm. uh, description on this one. Our flagship, a brightly dank ale that uh, threads many needles. Yeah, that one, it is extremely dank and extremely hoppy, and it's not like the big commercial hops that are out there and not used in those subtle Mm. subtle quantities. Mm. Uh, So, uh, Falconer's Flight, Centennial, Mm. Apollo, Summit, Chinook, and they're throwing some uh, some good malts in there, some two-row flaked wheat, flaked oats, flaked barley,
2: flaked and everything.
0: Just flaking it all up in there. No, it is great, and it was it was a lot Flanky more dank beer. than I thought. Like you pour it and you look at that, and it's pretty pretty cloudy, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be like a New England IPA. And you're like, oh yeah, hops to the face. Mm. But uh, thank you very much, Tyler. That is delicious. Casey, what uh, what are you drinking?
1: Yeah, I'm drinking to stop. So I'm having a French Monaco. Uh, French Monaco comes oh. in with an uh, ounce Did or two you... of grenadine. Don't you need a monocle when you say that? Oh, a French Monocle uh, with two ounces of lemonade in addition to that little bit of grenadine. Mm-hmm. And then also, usually it says pairs with um, some sort of lager beer. Top it off with lager beer to make it a 16 ounce or whatever.
2: What about a whiskey drink? Or instead of a lager
1: drink. Um,
2: Cider drink, but I guess we'll settle for a lager drink.
1: Right. Uh, I went with an L. I also went with a very special L. Uh, Dragons and Yum Yums. uh, Fruited L from Dogfish Head. Comes out in the summer. I had some leftover. And so if you're making a fruity drink, might as well use a fruity beer. Yeah. So I think it's like uh, 6-something percent. Um, It really worked well as far as turning this into a cocktail Why not, right? Uh, tastes a lot like a Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> but you know what? It's a certain style, certain flavor that that apparently sells well, so this one's not bad.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a Smirnoff Ice joke for After Show, but let's... <laughs>
1: Alright, moving on. Well, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv.
2: Don't forget, you can tell, you can ask a question, uh, tell us your favorite drink, or just leave some general feedback. Use the email address feedback at com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. I got the first carrier pigeon, guys. It said talk into the mic. It was just to me. <laughs>
0: well, damn. All right guys, uh all joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly.
2: Yeah. All right. I think that about does it for the for for the for the night, guys. Uh pretty pretty good episode. Uh don't forget to check us out next Saturday for our next live episode. Seven thirty for news, nine o'clock for Maine.
0: Maybe it'll uh, be all s- four of us next time. You never know. Yeah,
2: maybe we'll have that quorum. <laughs> And remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink show. Because we have server costs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once again, I'm just uh,
0: I'm Christopher Walker.
1: And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye guys! Aww. club hopes you have enjoyed this program
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's a show guys
1: must go to bed